Blog Talk Radio.
there's often an opportunity for miscommunication and misunderstanding in a square combination where the you know the, those uh, two signs are not really aligned very well with each other. Let's say that they're kind of opposed in the energy. Pisces is very deep. Gemini is very all about words. Pisces is all about feelings. If we integrate those well, then we're able to communicate our feelings. If we don't integrate them well, then what happens is, is that our feelings get confused or the words we use are not the words that we want to use when conveying what it is that we're feeling. So we have to be very clear. We have to be very concise at this time. We don't want to confuse anyone or um, not say what we mean. We still have a strong Mars in Virgo. It's been there for quite a while now because it was retrograde since the beginning of the year. <laughs> Mars has been in Virgo. It's actually pretty incredible because we're already halfway through the year and for a full half of a year, Mars has been in one sign. So hopefully you've been getting your house in order. You've been looking at your health. You've been taking some you know, care of business, your just personal routine, hopefully you've honed in on that, because Mars will be going into Libra at the beginning of July, and so we're finally going to be able to say goodbye to that sort of, uh, maybe it's a little bit didactic, you know, it's a little bit nitpicky, um, Mars in Virgo is a good, it's a good energy, but um, but for so long, so many months, I think it can be kind of heavy, you know. If we don't have the house clean by now, we're never going to have it clean. So I think there's a good uh, recommendation in there for those people who are listening to um, take that energy, that Mars energy, that active energy, and uh, organize what you need to have organized and, and you know, kind of get your routine together because as we move into July – um, if you don't have it together now, you're never going to get it together. So um, uh, Mercury's in Cancer. It makes things a little bit sensitive right now. But on the home front, if you're doing anything domestic, if you like cooking, if you like gardening, we're in that summertime. You know, if you want to communicate some feelings to yourself or to your partner about your home or a little change you'd like to make around the house, awesome. And tonight the moon is in Taurus, which is sort of sweet because it means that, you know, we're looking at our values and we're expressing what our values are. I'm going to go over to the switchboard and say hello. Area code 913, you're on the inside connection. Yes, hello. Good evening. How are Hi. you? Hi. Hi. Thanks for, thanks for taking my call. Oh, no worries. Who is this? My name is Andy. Have we ever spoken before? No, we have not. I'm a first okay, time that's fine. the program. <laughs> Where are you calling me from? I'm calling from Kansas, from the Midwest. Wow. I love that. My literary agent lives in Kansas. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah, in Lawrence, I think. Yes, yes, that's where I grew up. Yeah. So, nice um, college town. Absolutely. Yeah, well, and she's involved, you know, with the intellectual types. So I think that I think she actually went to uh, KU. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure she did actually. So um, she's uh, but she's awesome. So shout out to her in Kansas and Andy from Kansas. Why don't you give me your birth information? What's your birth day? Uh, March 24th. Okay. 1965. Okay. Do you know the time? Yes, 12:05 p.m. And the place? 
uh, Urbana, Illinois. Okay. Just one second because you're my first caller tonight, and I'm going to open up the astrology software. And um, I'll get that information in. We'll bring your chart up. Have you ever looked at your chart before? I have, but I just don't feel that I'm really at any kind of a level to do much in terms of interpretation. And okay. this, you know, Jupiter moving into Gemini just really fascinates me. It's a good really thing that we're going to talk me. about it, yeah. yeah. So what, yeah. Um, what's the first initial of your last name? S, as in Sam. That, that's just for my record so that, you know, um, I can differentiate the different people who call if they call again or, you know, keep uh-huh. my keep the software from confusing Andy. And you're spelling your name A-N-D-I-E? Just with an I. Just with an I. Okay, that's cool, too. So I'll correct that. And um, we're going for March the 24th, famous Aries, (laughs) in 65, and 12.05, p.m. right after noon, right? Which yes. means you're going to be born with the sun at the midheaven. Um, Urbana, Illinois, we got it there in the ephemeris, and we're going to get that chart right up here. And coming up, yes, you have the sun conjunct the midheaven, as a matter of fact, which is good, because that's that the midheaven is the line that represents what's right up above us in the chart. You know, in other words... <clears throat> say what we were born right under what we were born right underneath that's a oh. it's a kind of a critical line in in astrological charts because it represents your career and it represents your um your reputation and, and those are pretty important things right so you yeah. actually you actually were born with the sun right at that spot and um it it, it it's it's pretty big for your chart. I I hope you're working, Andy. Are you working? I'm I'm in school pursuing uh-huh. a graduate degree at the okay. moment. Okay. So, uh, not not technically I've uh, been not working. Not technically you know, working. And I see there's a lot of planets in your ninth house, which has to do with higher education. And you know, we're going to talk just for a second about how you've probably spent a lot of time educating yourself and that you're a fairly philosophical person and that you, you know, want to respect a broad range of beliefs and and that's the kind of person that you are because you don't have a narrow-minded chart, but you have a very hard-working chart, extremely dedicated. So in your chart, when you were born, you were born underneath the sun. It was right at the noon spot. And um, it gives you a strong identity. And even though you have some strong Pisces in your chart, including Venus, and that's your femininity, and you have some strong Virgo in your chart, so you can be very fault-finding, mostly of yourself, very hard on yourself, but also a little bit perfectionistic, you have um, Cancer rising. It's the sign that was actually like on the eastern horizon if we looked out towards Indiana, across the flatlands of Illinois when you were born. And we would have seen that it was cancer rising, the sign of cancer right on the horizon, which makes you kind of sensitive. You know, like I think in some ways you probably lean towards the sensitive part of yourself. You could be 
possibly, um, you know, um, domestic, maybe even a little bit moody, but but on the positive side, protective and nurturing and all those good Cancerian qualities. The thing about having cancer rising is it that it makes you feel fluctuating a lot of the time, like, you know, you're in a good mood, you're in a bad mood, you're in a good mood again. Not in any kind of like, you know, unstable way, but it's just that because you're sensitive, the moods of others or what's happening around you influences you. Your moon, though, which is the ruler of your chart, is in Capricorn, and it adds a lot of stability. It adds stability in the sense that you can be very practical, and you have your moon in the house of Virgo, so you're practical and organized, and you can be fairly detail-oriented and you know, I think I think that's probably a good thing for you. Uh, moon and Capricorn in the sixth, you probably always need to pay attention to your knees. You don't want to end up having any kind of knee problems, so you want to stay off of running on concrete and jumping rope. Um, not just being funny, it's a thing here that, you know, like says, you know, take care of your knees because they are an area where, you know, you want to keep them good for a long time. So the moon and the sun in your chart are actually square. Because you have a moon in Capricorn at zero degrees, sun in Aries at three. Uh, a couple of things about that is that, you know, early home life might not have been so easy. You might have really noticed a little bit of a conflict between your mother and your father. You might have seen that... There, that it, even if it wasn't an overt conflict, that there was certainly kind of some kind of an energy between them that was a little off, and it got projected into you, and that's why you, you know, took on a, a sun-moon square. But in your own personality, it's sometimes difficult because Aries is very strong and very willful, and um, I'm sure you have a part of your personality where you would love to be willful if you weren't being so hard on yourself, but the moon in Capricorn is um, the moon in Capricorn is really about the way in which you develop a reputation for yourself based on your hard work Aries doesn't really necessarily care about that they just care about you know like being creative having a vision making it happen not so concerned with like that slow and steady wins the race and that's the internal conflict for you is you know are you sensitive and tapped into a kind of game plan for yourself or are you impulsive and you know wanting to you know clear your path come hell or high water and just incinerate everyone in front of you if you need to I think inside of you both of those things battle and and you have you know Venus again three planets it's in Pisces. So again, my feeling is is that the sensitive part of you is often winning out, you know, and you'll continue to, you know, go into school and it's very ninth house and learn and, you know, the work that you're doing. I'm sure you're an extremely dedicated student. You probably have very good study habits, you know, the, all of that, because that's where you're putting your work. When I say to you, are you working? You're working at school, right? You're not, you're not some, yeah. you know, loafer. Right, right. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. So, you know, lately you might have had some stir-ups, you know, some things getting stirred up because Uranus is actually in your sign in Aries and it's still at low degrees of Aries and it's going to be going into your 10th house, which is going to stir up your whole idea of your career and everything. Like, what are you really going to be doing? You know, what is 
you know, it's already actually in there. It's already actually moved into the 10th. So you have strong Uranus now in the 10th house. It's going to be there for a number of years. And it might make you feel like, you know, like that choosing one particular thing to be doing or saying that you are, you know, like what do you do for a living or what are you, it might not feel like a very stable thing right now for you. It might not feel like, oh, I have a definitive and definite idea of like who I am in the world and what I'm doing out there in the world. For you, you know, it's spiritual and it's it's always about philosophy and uh, at some level, um, you know, just the search for truth. So whether whether you yourself, you good with the dog? Sorry about that. That's all right. So whether you yourself are looking into some kind of professorship or you'd like to be working on that or you'd like to be teaching in higher education, which you would be very good at, again, if you weren't so hard on yourself, and um, that's one big dichotomy. I'm not just saying that also to be funny to you. It's one big dichotomy in your chart between, you know, your sensitivity and uh-huh. your sort of perfectionistic um, uh, needs, you know, that I feel like you you pay a lot of attention to, uh, you know, what it is that's going on around you. You want to make sure you don't yeah. make the wrong decisions. Yeah. It's all of that's very difficult for you to have to live by all the time. So you want to pay attention to that, too, you know, and not have to get too bogged down by it. Because choices are choices. If we make the wrong one, we correct it when we notice that. But it's much better than not making a choice at all. Absolutely, absolutely. Jupiter and Gemini is good for you because, you know, like your moon's north node is in Gemini, and so, you know, you should be writing, Andy. You should be writing. What are you writing? Really? (laughs) Well, I suppose eventually a dissertation, but... Yeah, but, you know, like you should be writing, you should be published, you should be publishing something, you should be writing... You know, writing, submitting. You're you're certainly at an age where you should be at least writing, writing, writing. I know it's all about spirituality for you, but the North Node is in Gemini, and um, that's your destiny point. You know, is to move in the direction of teaching and writing. Wow. Wow. You know it. You feel it on the inside. I just don't know that I feel that I have any sort of wisdom or anything really to impart. Oh, there you go again (laughs) with that being hard on yourself. You've studied for all these years. You've observed. You've lived. You could definitely write an article and submit it for publication. Okay. Okay. All right. What about with Venus hitting the North Node? Um. What about with Venus hitting the North Node? Oh, that it's retrograde there. Yeah, it just could yeah. be about collaboration with a female friend. Oh, okay. Something like that. That makes Or if any women yeah. in your life have come back out of the woodwork, that's good. That's good too for you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Thank I'm going to get so back much. to. I'm going to thank thank you for calling, and uh, you know you're welcome really to call me back it. anytime. Thank you. Have you're a great welcome. Night. Have a great night. You too nice caller and we are very grateful for the people who call in for who come in on the chat room shout out to new orleans woohoo i see you in the chat room and i would like to thank also the people who uh listen in the archives because it's always very um 
uh, flattering for me to see how many people are picking up the show um, in the uh, in the archive section. So I want to thank thank them for for listening because it's important, and uh, every single person who tunes in hopefully is learning something and feeling. Um, that in their own search that this is a, a good place for them to uh, pick up some little bit of information that might be helpful for them. So Jupiter has moved into Gemini, and uh, this is a very important uh, energy. Uh, the um, Jupiter is naturally um, you know, uh, connected with Sagittarius, and Gemini is the opposite sign. So in some levels, they say that that's detrimental. And one of the reasons is that it's detrimental is because Jupiter is sort of a lot of, and Gemini is talking and words. So when, when we want to put a lot of with Sagittarius, it's a lot of higher truth. When we want to put a, a Jupiter with Gemini, it's a lot of chatter and talking. But, um, but I don't see it quite like that um, exclusively. Um, even though in the tarot, Jupiter and Gemini rules the card, the Eight of Swords, which is a card that's customarily called interference, because there's too much chatter, we're not able to necessarily hear that higher truth that's coming through. Um, the, um, the, the greater purpose of Jupiter, though, is expansion and pushing us beyond our limits. And I actually see this time of Jupiter and Gemini as a time for greater uh, communication ability, greater skills in communicating, a greater sense of humor, perhaps. And Gemini is not known really for being deep, but it, it's the sense that if we put Jupiter with it, at least we're doing some talking. So I do think this year we're going to see um, definite levels of um, communication, negotiation, contract signings, dialogues, summits, all kinds of things where global communities are coming together to sit down to the table and talk. The focus is going to be taken now away a little bit from uh, Jupiter and Taurus, which has been very much about, um, you know, the, the, the financial situation we're in. And you've seen where even the financial, like, you know, the economic, global economic outlook has looked better for the um, this past year while Jupiter has been in Taurus and now it's moved into Gemini and all of a sudden all kinds of alarms are going off. You know, oh, the economy is not as good as we thought it was. Well, it, it, it hasn't been. If we want to wax into an economic discussion here, it hasn't been very good. It's just that Jupiter and Taurus helped float it through 2011 and this first part of 2012. Right now, though, we still have a sun in Gemini. That means that it's the Gemini time of the year. Happy birthday to our late season Geminis. And also Venus is in Gemini because we know it's been retrograde there. And now Jupiter is in Gemini. So there's three signs, three planets in this sign of words, communication, dialogue, teaching, reading, Perhaps one of the things we can do with Jupiter and Gemini is we can become more prolific readers. We can say there's more that I would like to read, more that I would like to expand my interest in. And uh, 
I know a lot of people who are Geminis or who have strong Gemini in their chart or third house, which is the house of Gemini, have a big old stack of books. They don't even know how to get to all of them, but they do. You know, they do. Say like, oh my God, you're reading like four books at a time? Yep, absolutely. Oh my God. Well, always have books by the end table, books on, books everywhere. When when there's a strong placement of Gemini in someone's chart, there's books and reading material all over the place. So we all have an opportunity now to collectively jump in on that and begin to inform ourselves. Are we writing a blog? Are we reading blogs? Are we reading magazines? Are we reading papers? You know, are we buying books? Are we educating ourselves? Is there something that we'd like to teach? That last caller that was tuned in and I said, you know, you have an opportunity to teach. We all have something to teach. Our individual lives are certainly important and interesting enough to be able to look at what it is that we've come to experience in our lives. And that's something that we can bring to the table and offer to to others very important for us to say oh you know have um you know uh this energy now this this gemini energy which is all about dialogue it's all about information what information do i want to bring into my life what information do i want to give out um and so there's going to be you know we're going to be called upon to talk and have more discussions so i'm going to go to the switchboard uh, area code 301, you're on the inside connection. Hi. Dr. Hello. Fred. How are you? Good. How are We're you? We're old friends. Do you miss me? <laughs> Is this Candy? No, man, it's not Candy. It's Celeste. Oh, Morgan. Celeste. Oh, look at you. Hi, I need you. I'm going crazy. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you need, man? <laughs> What do I need, Celeste? Yes, yes. I, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, plug another show, but um, we connected. Oh my God, Dr. Craig, you broke down amazing readings for me. I didn't even expect to come on to you so fast, but um, you were totally on point about my life changing and my introspective work being on point. Oh, uh, we are both friends to with you. Mm-hmm. Life coach today, right? I remember talking to you. Ashe, it's so beautiful. I just popped. I I needed um, to hear you, and I just happened. I'm usually in bed by now. By the way, where are but you? I, I'm in DC. Uh huh. And when I saw you pop up and I saw the whole Gemini and Jupiter and new communication and I am communicating differently. And you were like, oh, my God, I am staying up. Hello. I, you, <laughs> you're going to be my bedtime story. Oh, so, that know is if, so romantic. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. <laughs> what can I say? Um, my Give me your birth information again. It's May 4th, 1970. And the birth time? 1.18 p.m. And the birthplace? Washington, D.C. And that's where you still are, huh? Yes. Can you, you believe it? it? I you do. love it? I are do. you involved in politics? You know what? No. But, um, well, wait a minute. Let me think about that. Everybody always says that Washington is the darkest place on earth. <laughs> 
Isn't it? But they don't know me then because I Just bring because the light heavy, to DC. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of heavy, like not good stuff in Washington. Oh, you come got on. a you lot can't say going that about on. My wow. Oh, I love your chart. You know I love your chart. Yeah, people like you know, me Jupiter here. in the tenth. Are you, know, you looking for love? Hippies, we bring the love. Are you looking I, for I, love? Am I looking? No, I am love, Doctor Craig. Come on, girl. Are you looking <laughs> for love? Would you like to have love? Um, but I'm telling you, I'm so serious. I'm not even fronting. I'm not even like working you. I am love. I am so in love with myself. And no, I know that's good. But I'm talking about the kind of love that you share with someone else. Well, you know. Romantic I, love. Are you open to that this year? Because you've got a very good chance at it. Because Jupiter is in your tenth, and it's your Venus is in Gemini. I don't know if you really? know that. No, I do. Yeah, you know, you that's not know calling you. So you're meaning that your personal, when you were born in 1970, mm-hmm. Venus was in Gemini. And then at the same time, Uranus is going to go retro five degrees. In the fall of this year, you are mm-hmm. going head over heels. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. And it's somebody okay, fine. good. I'm it's somebody good. No, it's somebody good. It's it's romantic and it's and it's um and it's also it's also good. It's somebody that does make you laugh and um does have a good sense of themselves. So that's good to tell you. Somebody's got a nice strong identity of their own. They don't they don't need you to be their mother, you mm, know. Amen. They don't, yeah, amen to that. <laughs> they don't need they don't need for you to be you know, they're therapists, and they definitely don't need for you to be their bank account. <laughs> no. they, well, that they, was the last one, but anyway. Yeah, no, I see okay. that too. And you're trying to work out this whole thing with the relationships. We probably talked about how your destiny point is in Capricorn, uh, in Pisces, in the seventh house. And so relationships and commitments are actually very important to you, but you're trying to figure out how to serve the relationship without losing yourself in it and and that's very important for you so while you're busy and you've been having a really good year um you know making a good reputation for yourself and developing more creative projects and all of that it gets better this year's even better Wow! It's funny because you you don't just have Venus in, uh, Venus in Gemini. You have Mars in Gemini. I want to just take one minute to tell our listeners one more time because different people listen to the show. Mm-hmm. When I say that somebody has Venus in Gemini, it it's literal. It's not something I'm making up. When I put your birth information into the computer here and I bring up your chart, it shows me a little snapshot picture of where the planets were at the moment you were born, period, where they were in space. It's like, click, this is the solar system, this is how they were lined up. That was real, okay? And from Mm -hmm. the Earth's point of view, from the Earth's point of view, the planets can only be in front of the zodiac. That's why the zodiac's so cool. That's why we love that Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces thing. We love those 12 out of all the constellations because from the Earth's point of view, if you look up at Mars or you look up at Saturn, it's always in front of one of those 12. You can't have your Venus in the Big Dipper. Mm, mm, mm. So 
when uh, it's just to say, like, when I say, oh, you got your Venus in Gemini and your Mars in Gemini, all that is is something literal. You're looking to me to interpret that, but I just want everyone to know, and I love reinforcing it, that it was real. It wasn't something mm-hmm. that I'm making up from some astrology book or whatever and be like, oh, yeah, I throw some dice and you've got Venus in Gemini. It was it was in Gemini on the moment that you were born. Venus was in front of the stars of Gemini, and Mars was too. And so it gives you, well, first of all, a tremendous sense of humor and incredibly good communication skills. But it, at this time in this year, it represents a complete renaissance in the way in which you're going to communicate. I had just told the previous caller I thought she should write something. You should definitely write something, and you should. I have a book. Yeah. I have it. I'm just afraid to show it, Dr. No, Craig. no, 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 no. And Mars is the ruler of your house of publication. If you don't sell it this year, you're going to make uh, miss a big window. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And don't miss that window. Why are you afraid to sell it? Because, you know. It's personal? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it's personal. I have it's to understand. I have to. It is personal. It's about this and, love um, thing. It, it's all of it. It's my life. It's my story. Oh my goodness! You are reading me. Is it written as me. fiction, though? No, no. no um, it's written but as I a do memoir. have another um, another story that's coming up. But I have this book that's literally sure. complete. I sent it to someone, and I'm just holding it. I'm just holding it, Doctor Craig. Uh, well, maybe you wrote it for yourself, huh? I was I was wondering, but it's time. no. You did not write it for yourself. <laughs> You've got those planets in the tenth. You're supposed to lay it all out there. You know I it. Surrender. You I surrender. You know it. You're, you know you're supposed to lay it all out there. And first of all, you've got to create a synopsis of it as a memoir. You've got mm-hmm. to write a one-page proposal. You've got yeah. to send it out to agents. You've got to find an agent that's willing to read it from your mm-hmm. little, from your one-page, what's called a pitch. You've got mm-hmm. to pitch it. You've got to say to them, you know, you have never heard a story like this, and every single bit of it is true. And then you have to, you know, like explain what it is in just three or four paragraphs and you have to send out a hundred of those letters to a hundred different agents and hope that one mm. of them calls you. I surrender. I you guess know, you I, I do need it to be my wake-up call. You can go online and you can find literary agents for memoir publications and you can look up like the top 20 or 30 of them and sure. you should look how to write a pitch letter and you should do it. And if you really think it's that good and it's juicy and it's appealing and the story is really amazing, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Eat, Pray, Love Girl did it. Hello, Elizabeth Gilbert. Exactly. I got you. Oh, my goodness. And I have to confirm your gift. You used the word reputation. Well. Seven is running today. It's, and I played with the skunk today, which is all about reputation. Exactly. So you, are, I mean, besides you having a computer, and knowing, you know, letting us know that it's not woo-woo, which is what you often say, this isn't just woo-woo, you know, right. this is the real thing. I have to let you know that I actually use the word reputation in terms of talking about the energy of just today. Yes, sure, so, because that's from the Jamie Sims, from the medicine cards. You better work with the skunk. I'm over you I'm not going to hog your time But yes, I played with the skunk today (laughs) So I I thank you 
I know what that is exactly because skunk has a reputation, right? Skunk Hello. never even has to shoot its its thing. All people <laughs> have to do is see a skunk and they run screaming down the street. The skunk needs to remember that it has respect, though. Yes, of course, that it has respect, but it, and also there's a whole part of that, and I have that book here, but I'm not, I don't even need to pull it off the shelf, and it talks about know when to leak it, because you don't want to indiscriminately use mm-hmm. your reputation in any way just to attract attention, so, you know, you've got that, that facet of it also, right, so there, that, that's about, about, you know, developing, first of all, you have four planets in Taurus, two planets in Gemini, right at the midheaven, which is the line of your reputation. And you want to make sure that it's about your values and what you mm-hmm. value and what you find beautiful in the world. And you mm-hmm. want it to be funny and you want it to make people laugh so that they can learn and be healed and see those things through your eyes. Mm-hmm. That's what it's I about, do. Celeste. You know, and and that's part of your gift. It's part of yours too, Doctor Craig. Oh, you're very sweet. <laughs> Thank you so. Oh my God, I don't want to hog up your time, but no, it's fine. I'm it's so always grateful. good to talk to you. And you know, I'm on every Thursday at eight o'clock. I'll be. Are you gonna? You gonna keep me up? I'm all right. No, and if you miss me, you. if you miss me, you can find me in the uh, in the archives. So the archives, show, the shows get archived on my page on the inside connection page so you can always go there and if you you know you want to give me a call at another time and chat with mm-hmm. me again you know you're welcome to i thank you so much you're you don't welcome, know how sweetheart. much you've done it's always for good me to talk i hope to you. you know have you checked out lahealer.com just by chance i have not but i, I will. think you should i think Hello? you should i think you should <laughs> look will. there and you should see what's going on with me you know I will. I'm sending Thank you, you s- there. I'm in homework. I, I know. I'm homework. You call there. me again, and I see this number pop up on my switchboard, and you haven't gone there. I'm gonna be very insulted. Oh, oh, oh I will not do that. Oh, it's so good reconnecting with you. I've missed you. I hope you have a great night, sweetheart. Okay. You know I will. I appreciate okay. you. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Love that. And yes, I did absolutely remember her. Though I want to say Celeste. That when you just said Celeste, you're not the only Celeste I've ever met. As a matter of fact, I have a good friend who married a woman, Celeste. And when you first said that, when you first said your name, I thought it might be her calling into the show. And then I definitely remembered as soon as as you started telling me your birth information that we had chatted on a blog talk show and made a really nice connection. So welcome back. How about that Venus in retrograde? Bing's back people that you've had a really nice intimate connection from from the past and and reconnecting in that way, which is really nice. I happen to really like that. So um, that's fantastic. What more do I want to say about um, uh, Jupiter and Gemini is that I feel that we have um, language as a part of our way of conveying the 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 ideas we have, the feelings we have, and the um, things that we would like to see manifest in our lives. And we know, uh, if we've grown at all in our life and in our experience, that words truly are uh, man's, it's a gift that we have, 
to be able to try to explain the complex experiences and um, uh, thoughts and feelings that go on with inside of us. And yet words themselves actually uh, fall far short of being able to truly convey what it is that we, um, you know, are feeling or what it is that we'd like to say, in fact. Or you can go to the dictionary and you can try to explain to somebody what... um, what love is, but it's there are no words that you can put to it um, um, until you were truly experience what it is. Or that old expression is, you know, how do you ever explain uh, blue or red to someone who can't see? So they're words, but words are connected to images, and images are connected to art. And this Jupiter and Gemini time, I, f- I feel, has a really important um, way of being able for us to access deeper parts of what it is that we feel, and especially uh, in the relationship that it has to um, Neptune in uh, Pisces, that we're having, uh, I think, a stronger access to the unconscious than we've ever had before, whether we're writing teaching, explaining something, uh, or, um, you know, uh, taking a class where we're listening to words or things that are being taught to us, we understand that the words are creating within us something that comes out of our own personal experience. Gemini is um, comes from our childhood. It's one of the signs that we experience when we're very young. You know, mommy and daddy hold up a little round thing in front of us and they call it ball or they call it apple, you know, and based on what they've called it, we have uh, a, a connection to that as an image with inside of us and also the feelings and associations that we have with that word. So now is a time for our, us to expand our understanding of what those words actually are, the words that we use, the power behind them, because our words are going to become even more powerful, and they're connected to that deeper imagery that we have going on inside of us. I thought it would be nice to do a a show on Jupiter and Gemini, because it's a universal energy that we're all experiencing. We're all connecting to this greater part of ourselves as human beings, our ability to talk with each other and communicate with each other on every level. It can be just some chit-chat or just some text, or it could be something really meaningful that we have to say to someone else. Now there's an opportunity to grow. This year you're going to see definitely the emergence of some new words. We're going to see some new words come out this year for new things, and they're going to stick. They're going to happen in every language, so it's going to be across all cultures. There's going to be a kind of explosion of words and the way in which we communicate. So the dictionaries are going to get a little fatter, just like they do every year, because we're always looking for a new way of communicating something with words that's also connected to the images that we see. Right? So that things, new things come about and get invented, we come up with new words. I was walking along today, I looked up in the sky and I saw a helicopter. And I thought about the word. I was like, helicopter. Like, where does that come from? Copter, heli, heliport. 
uh, you know, can fly. It's the air. But copter, I had no idea what that was. And I still haven't even looked it up. But the idea was that it was in my mind, you know. It was in my mind that there was this word that obviously didn't exist before the invention of this machine. But it came about because some part of it represented, um, you know, the way that it works in the air and, and this and that. I'm sure that's a part of the the idea of the word. And and for me, I found it so interesting that I just happened to think of the word. I don't do that all the time. And I wondered if there were other words that had that prefix and that suffix. And like I said, I hadn't gotten around to following up on that today. But there's going to be more of these words that are going to come out because we're wanting to describe things. And so the words actually stimulate the invention, and the invention stimulate the words. They're in a cycle with each other. So that, remember, in, in, if, you, if you look even biblically, in the beginning was the word, and then came, right? So manifestation followed the word. And so Jupiter and Gemini is an opportunity for us to think words, use words and watch them um, come into fruition. And, um, you know, that's a tremendously, you know, a powerful thing for us, a tremendously beautiful thing for us to um, be able to um, uh, take with us tonight. Interestingly enough, we're going to wrap up tonight's show um, with a little Gnarls Barkley. Love little Gnarls. And um, I want to remind everyone that we're on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Pacific. I'll see you next Thursday. Here's crazy. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my Think twice.